Join us on Faith in the Fast Life for inspiring stories of faith and action sports. Explore the exciting intersection of faith and extreme sports with top athletes and thought leaders. So grab your gear and come along for the ride as we discover the ultimate rush of faith in the fast life. Without further ado, we are uh, excited to get back, Faith in the Fast Life family. Um, Fast Life fans, uh, we're back. We're doing the podcast. It's been about a six-month hiatus. Uh, had some technological difficulties. Ben took a, a good job, and I just don't do well with technology. So trying to figure this out. For the listeners that don't know, um, Fast Life Ministries has teamed up with Team Next Level Racing. We're at Supercross. And we are honored today to be at round two, which was supposed to be round three, but they canceled Oakland, so it gets a little twisted in here. But we're here, we're doing the podcast, and we're honored to have John Parkinson from Panic Reb with us. John, welcome to the show. Thank you for uh, uh, taking time out of your day to, to be here and do this. Yeah, again, it's it's great to be here. It's great to uh, just be a part of what God's doing and have an opportunity to uh, share with young men. Uh, fans and and uh, just team up with uh, different ministries and, and and create what I believe uh, God has called us to be um, as the church and one body uh, with many different member members. But we are to work together, right? Yeah. And and uh, um, it, it it it's too too often that ministries kind of get protective of their property or not the property, but the area and and feel like uh this person's trying to come into my space and and uh i don't see that in the word um i see people working together and and uh we all have the same goal you know that's to see people Man, people's lives change when jesus sent the disciples out right he sent them out two by two yeah right not not one all in your own lane and 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 don't help the other guy but they win in teams yep so the more we can team up the better and you know to that point when when we first started we felt some you know, hesitation from other ministries to let us on. So when Chris uh, called us about joining up with Team Next Level, we're, you know, excited to do that, did some prayer, and and pumped to join forces with you and, and his ministry, Lit Ministries. Guys, check out Chris Fagala's episode on the podcast if you haven't heard it before. Another fascinating story and how we all get here. But uh, we're honored to jump on board and be part of something bigger than ourselves. And, and it really does take a team, right, guys? It's uh, So maybe you're going through something for the listeners, maybe your ministry or whatever it might be, but come together with your brother. That's you know, right. drop that line. I've, I've heard people say before that it comes down to ministries and, and money, right? And it's uh, they don't want to give up their money sources. But I, I heard it also once before that if it's from God, it'll be easy. That's right. Um, I, I with, with that, right, like we, we can't just— close the blind eye and be like, yeah, man, you're doing God's work and just invite somebody in. And, and that was my biggest concern actually with, with, with you yeah, being like, absolutely. man, I, I, with my flock, I put, I try my best to protect my flock to who is actually feeding into those people. So, yeah. you know, we get, we, we got to make sure that we're all on the same page and, uh, we don't have to have all the same ideas or anything like that, but the gospel is the gospel. And that is our main goal. Pro- proper theology behind it, right? right? Like, yeah, and I get it. Yeah, we, I mean, solely understand that. And, and there's some truth to that, right? There are people out there that are, uh, uh, you know, maybe sending a little bit different message. Sure. Um, but, uh, you know, salvation through repentance, um, we all fall short. 
uh, as, as yeah, as long as we're taking the gospel and, and, and taking the actual gospel, we're on the same team, man. Like, yep. uh, and I think that again, I think uh, we as the church need to understand that if it's not if it's not a salvation issue, is it really an issue, right? Like, you and I can have a conversation that's healthy, and it's it's a theology theology issue that you know isn't real clear, but it's not a salvation issue. So, like, you and I can have a health conversation about that, but. At the end of the day, we understand what we need. Uh, we need Jesus, yep. um, and and if that doesn't change, then let, let let's let's go. Yep, absolutely. So, a lot of uh, common interests, common goals, and I, I think this team's fitting together well. But you know, John, t- tell us more about you. Like, let's let's get the backstory here of, of from from then to now. Let's share your story. Sure. Um, I don't know how far back we want to go, uh, but uh, uh, I was born. Uh, in a, if you say a manger, we got issues. <laughs> wow, man! <laughs> I wear flip flops everywhere, but I don't know. Manger. <laughs> uh, I was born in a very loose Catholic family. Um, you know, baptized at birth and all that kind of stuff. Very legalistic. All the Christian or all the Catholic stuff, first communion, all that. So I was raised with the knowledge of Christ and God, and I have always believed in these things. Um, but my parents were, got divorced when I was, uh, five years old and, um, sent me into a lot of bitterness at a very young age, trying to figure out life, trying to figure out, um, what this whole thing was, right. And, uh, being from a family, uh, that was not awesome, whether it be drugs or alcohol or abuse or, um, all, all the above. Um, I had an older brother as well that hate to say this today but i look back and he was at at a young age a father figure even though he's only like three and a half years older than me um and that dude really uh at in teenagers i was like man just get out of my life you're you're not my dad type of deal um but i look back now and i'm so thankful for for him even though we were out doing a lot of the same things he was the guy where it's like hey don't do that it's not good for you even though you see me doing it Uh um so long, like the long but short, like that. That's a lot of my my youth, and um, we were raised riding dirt bikes, uh, racing BMX. Um, my brother and I both raced a lot of BMX. We were we, we were good in like the West region and all that kind of stuff. And um, when my parents got divorced, a lot of that stuff went away uh, because it's so family oriented. It is very, it was driven by my dad. Uh, my dad raced motocross his most of his life and um so that went into my parents splitting up at at five years old six years old and going into playing baseball things that weren't so like dedicated you got to be dedicated but at the same time it's it's just totally different between these action sports sports and bat and ball so your your mom and dad separated, yeah, and that was kind of like the BMX ended at that point. Yeah, for the most part, like we, like I I've ridden bicycles my whole life, but the competitiveness of going to the track, working, racing, traveling, that kind of stuff, like pretty much ended right away. Um, it again, it was whether it be because both my parents were working or it's just the times weren't working out anymore. So. Uh, my brother and I still rode bicycles, went and built dirt jumps, all that kind of stuff. Kid yeah. stuff, not just 
uh, just no more competitive racing really, really happened until I turned like 12 and I wanted to get back into it a little bit, but that was short lived as well. But right. Gotcha. Yeah. So in that, I mean, so what was next in baseball? Did you end up living with your mom or you live with your dad? Was it a split thing? Yeah. So we lived with my mom for the most part and then went to my dad's every other weekend. And, um, it, it, it was rough, man. I'm, like I, my heart goes out to people that have a uh, divorce split families. Um, that's something really, really close to my heart just because it's not easy. Yeah. Um, you're getting pulled this way, pulled that way. Uh, mom saying this, dad saying this, you don't know what the truth is. You're five, six, seven, eight, nine years old. Um, and so you just feel lost, right? Yeah. Th- those people that you, you find, um, your comfort and your peace and like your, your, your foundation, really everything that you know is like, they hate each other. They're fighting all the time. And that's all, you know, at this point. Um, so it, it just, it's easy to get distracted. It's easy not to know what is real, what is not real, uh, because you, that's all you're getting fed is, is lies, cheating, all this kind of stuff. So it leaves you searching. Um, it, it left me searching for something, um, that I didn't find for a long time. Um, and, and my brother's a huge part of my story. Uh, I had a girlfriend growing up, like sixth grade through like high school that she went to church or family went to church and I'd go to church. There's a lot of hot chicks there. Uh, uh, it's a good place to pick up on chicks. Even if I did have a girlfriend at the time, um, it was just, yeah. So, um, going through, you know, drinking girls, all this stuff in high school. All, to, I played baseball at a high level. I, I, I did a lot through baseball, um, which was a huge part of my life. But more importantly was partying and girls and all that kind of stuff. And and so uh, my junior, senior year of high school, my brother um, actually got his fiance at the time pregnant. And uh, she wanted to... Uh, have an abortion and then that ruined my brother and so my brother was uh really uh he told me one night dude i'm just done with life i i have no purpose i don't want to live and as i said earlier uh at the end of the day this is kind of where i started seeing my dad or my brother as a bigger role in my life knowing this dude loved me knowing that even though he was out doing some things that he probably shouldn't have like He's trying to lead me away from those things, and I'm starting to see those those types of deals. So, um, at that time, he was, I was just like, "No way, man! Like that cannot happen." Like, uh, and to be real, if if he did that, I'd probably follow suit at some point, right? Because I, I, I we were that type, and we still are. Um, but all through high school, I went to this one church, and I didn't know anything about church because I was only there for the chicks. Um. Yeah, you were really listening. You, nah, you were just, attending with yeah, friends. like, and so he was like, "John, I think I need to go to church." And I'm like, "Well, okay, let's go to this church that I went to a handful of times." And and uh, God showed up that day, man. Like I'm in. I again, I I I knew prayer. I did pray. My 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 dad's mom is a super solid Christian woman. Um, and uh, she's been praying for my brother and I our whole lives I know she has including her kids um um and and um, I'm super thankful for her as well but um so with that said we I, I take my brother to this church and like my prayer was Lord you save my brother's life you'll get mine too right like 
Hey, bro, like that one. God, if if you give me this, I I promise I'll pray every night. I'm gonna change my life. Yeah. Then he gives it to you, and like you don't do nothing. Right, man. We we did save life. Oh yeah. Uh, so, I didn't go to church to pick up chicks, though. I, I didn't go to church. It was a good spot. I, I shouldn't say that on this podcast. No, it's like, we're, we're real. I'm just being real. Okay, <laughs> appeal. Uh, with that, right, like, all these girls, like, we're out doing the same things, but I was a bad person because I didn't go to church, right? And, like, that's what I go back on. It's like, man. And wait a minute. Yeah. You have the religion part going. That's right. But you don't have the relationship down at all. That's right. They were missing the point. I just didn't want to be there at all, but they were missing the whole whole relationship. Uh, now I look back and I want to call those 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 people and be like, "Hey, man! Like, Jesus grabbed hold of my heart. Like, it, you on the right track because you were just showing up to church." <laughs> I bet they're gonna listen. You're gonna post this on your Facebook, and those people are coming out of the woodwork. That's funny. Yeah. So, uh, but just going forward um, with that dude, like God showed up in a crazy, crazy way. Um, I, I'm praying for my brother. I'm praying for me. I'm praying for us on the drive. And it's just totally quiet. And we roll up. And um, I don't remember much of the service. But what I do know is I've... Ne- so this is one of the first times I actually paid attention to the sermon. And it was about abortion, man. Like, we showed up and... And, the, and your brother had just gone through this... It, right, like his fiance just just had an abortion, is on the fence of doing it. Oh, okay, so it hadn't happened yet. It hadn't happened yet, to our knowledge, because they they split up basically. Like this, it, well, there's his fiance, then they have a disagreement. They're you know, pregnant. They realize that maybe this wasn't all it was supposed to. Be. Absolutely, and yeah, I could see yeah. it in my head. So, so it was a long road to get into this church, church but uh, we got there, and to this day, I've never heard. A pastor teach about abortion like legit like yeah. for my knowledge or my memory which helped me a little bit but uh it's not very good anymore <laughs> but uh I, I don't think i've literally heard a message about abortion yeah. so so i can't necessarily i mean i've heard people speak my my wife is heavily involved in uh uh a ministry that she teaches a class called Forgiven and Set Free. Yeah. Um, and it's for post-abortive women and men. She's her head of the class. Uh, my wife actually was in an abusive relationship and had an abortion before we ever met. And uh, so she goes, yeah, so yeah. this is near and dear. But I, I got to say, she'll speak for sanctity of life and different things like that. But man, like, but not yeah. on a Sunday morning service, right? Sunday morning service. So, so, so did you, you like, holy you. smokes, man, like. How does this happen? It's not a coincidence. God had this plan. God had us right there, right then. God had me at that church in high school for this very reason. And it's like I showed up for the complete wrong reason. But when I was ready and my brother needed this church, uh, it was the only place that I knew to go. And that's God was paving this thing the whole way. And it's like, whoa, wow, right? And and so moving forward, uh, my brother starts getting this relationship with Jesus, starts doing all this stuff and going to church. And um, at the time, both of us are going through uh, fire academies and becoming firemen and all these things. My brother actually got a, got a job with L.A. County uh, Fire Department. Uh, and on the drive home, 
God literally told him no. He's like, nah, he ain't taking the job. And uh, he went to, God called him to ministry. Um, so he started going to Bible college, and he actually went there kicking and screaming. I actually brought home an application to go to Bible college. I didn't know why I was bringing home this application. Um, I thought I was going to Bible college at the time, um, and uh, it was for my brother the whole time. But I, I thought I was going to Bible college at that time. Okay. Um, but God moved in, in that in my brother's life for me. Um, I said that prayer, and it's like, Lord, save my brothers. You get me too. And at the moment, I meant it, but uh, I didn't really know what that looked like or what that meant. And um, I still had a lot of sin and a lot of things that John needed to serve himself with um, or thought I needed to. And so I, I, I kicked and screamed with, with I, I prayed a lot. My prayer looked like, Lord, forgive me for doing what I did. Um, but those prayers were because I knew what was going on and I wanted God's gifts I didn't want a relationship I just didn't want to go to hell and so I played this game for a number of years with God it's like Lord I want you I love you I'm sorry forgive me uh I'm going to bed tomorrow morning I'm probably going to pick up the phone and call that lady again um but I don't want to go to hell so I love you and I'm sorry and I played that game for a long long time yeah um but all through this uh my brother went to Bible college in his last uh, semester of Bible college. Um, he's praying, Lord, take, we're riding dirt bikes a lot, racing dirt bikes a lot. And uh, it's super easy to make dirt bikes our God. Right. And so um, he's for anybody like, I mean, whatever it might be, maybe it's not dirt bikes. Maybe it's your BMX bike. Maybe it's your mountain bike. Maybe it's a scooter, a skateboard. A football team, a baseball team, like what? Yeah, what are you putting first? Yeah, it, it, anything, right? It doesn't matter what it is. today, gaming, whatever, right? Like, yeah. um, we make objects our gods quite often because uh, it's easy and we're all in, and um, yeah, it's just way too easy to do that. So, um, as I was saying, like he was praying, Lord, take this away from me, take this burden away from me, take the passion for the people here away from me. Just take my dirt bike away from me because it's too easy for me to put it ahead of you, and I don't want any part of that. And uh, this was now 20-plus years ago, 20, 20-ish years ago, and, uh, like, his last semester of, of Bible college, um, back then we didn't have, like, Facebook and all that kind of stuff. We had we had forums, right, where all of us people would get together and chat. Uh, so on a, on a motocross forum... Uh, there was a guy that his name's Troy, um, called my brother just randomly one day. It was like, Hey dude, uh, what do you think about starting a motocross ministry? And my brother's like, dude, I, I, I've been praying for God to take this passion away from me, but I'm pretty sure this is what I was truly praying for. And, um, that, which shows you, man, like we, we, as, as people pray for this, whatever it might be. And then God shows up in a totally different way, like a total 180. Like, no, I want you to be emerged in this place that you love and you have a passion for. So I can use you now rather than it being your God, I'm your God. And I want to use you here. And, and, uh, I think a lot of times we, we, uh, we do one or two things. We don't see him do that, or it's like, nah, we get stuck in this place. It's like, God's going to use me. God's going to use me. And really, he is telling us to sell the dirt bike and go 
do chess club or whatever it might be. Um, We start being our own gods and do what we want instead of his will. So, Well, I think the other thing is that we, at least for me, um, maybe listeners can relate, but I often don't take enough time to slow down so I can actually hear what he's telling me to do. Yeah. I'm just, you know, fast life. Like we're moving, I mean, whether you're doing moto full time or whatever it is, like that, that being still, and actually hearing his voice is it's a, a an art form we all need to work on. Yes, sir. Yeah. So yeah, and and I don't. I've I've been on this journey for twenty years and still haven't figured it out. So if you figure it out, let me know how. Since <laughs> <laughs> I figured it out, I'm writing a book. Yeah. And, uh, uh, so I mean, so your brother got called into that, and they, I mean, how did how do you intertwine into that? Where does that come from? Yeah, like I said, like uh, we're tight, so. After this phone call, it, it, I wasn't like minute one, but minute two of, of the inception of Panic Rev is like, hey, you want on board? And uh, I was like, absolutely. Like, this is, yeah. I didn't know what it looked like. He didn't know. None of us looked, knew what any of this looked like. Um, but what we did know was we just needed to keep on showing up. And so we... My brother and myself knew nothing about web design, nothing like internet's pretty new at this time. Um, we started in 2003, um, so we still had like AOL, dial-up, all that fun stuff. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> uh, can't be on too long or, or the phone lines tied up, all that fun stuff. But um, So we made a ghetto website and, and a place to, for, to lead people uh, at the dirt bike track to get connected with us and get connected with jesus um and we would show up to the track whether it's just like a us going to practice and ride and uh we've made little like a uh, again ghetto stickers that we put on some water bottles we handed those water bottles out lead you to to the website we put out some prayer request sheets um and we just started walking really like uh we we didn't do anything significant other than show up and uh at that time, um, I was doing the fire stuff during like a seasonal job during the summers. And then that kind of, I was like, man, I need something else. And um, we were always at the dirt bike track. So I picked up a camera um, and I started shooting photos. And, and uh, I really liked it. I ended up being pretty good at it. And so during the winter, uh, during fire, when fire season was, was off, uh, I picked up that camera and I never went back to fire because I got some jobs doing some motocross photography stuff. Um, worked for a couple magazines at the time. I, I ran um, an amateur magazine called Final Lap. Um, I worked for Racer X. I started helped start uh, Burb Moto. Um, all of this is a big span of time, but um, I'll just go in there a little bit just to give a little background on on that part so i don't have to keep on hitting it but through that time i created a lot of relationships through the industry and so i used those relationships to uh just build trust and people started inviting us panic Reb, to come out and do trackside services us to have ride days at their tracks and just do different events um and we just like I said, my brother and I just showed up, man, and we didn't know what we were doing, but like we were willing to show up. So you mentioned that you you built relationships, but I think we missed the part of when you built your relationship with God, with Jesus. 
Yeah, like when when did that happen? Like yeah. explain it because you talked about how like with your brother, it went through the stuff. You went to church. You were kind of maybe still making the wrong decisions sure. and doing it the wrong way. Yeah, I think honestly, in the early going of Panagrav, I was still making wrong decisions. I was still playing games. We're human. Um, I at that time I was like nineteen, um, and uh, like I didn't get real real with God until I was uh, about twenty one. And I still remember that day, uh, man, I don't know how, but in high school, like I, we grew up in not a great area. It wasn't like super ghetto, but, um, it wasn't great, but all my buddies had, had, had money. I don't know. Their parents had money. And so, uh, I found myself at an early age, like 19, 20 years old, uh, $25,000 in credit card debt because somebody just sent me some credit cards and. Thought, hey, yeah, dude, like then, yeah. no brain, free money, dude. I could like get the new dirt bike. So I found myself deep in debt, and uh, finally, I remember if if you guys are from Southern California, listening, driving on the sixty freeway in Diamond Bar, um, pouring down rain, God just coming over me like. I, I, I met God at church that one day with my brother, like truly met God that day, uh, knew he was real, knew I needed a relationship, um, but didn't know how to really go about that. Um, and so that day God met me on, on that freeway, pouring down rain and then pouring down rain out of my eyeballs um, and just sobbing and knowing that I needed him more than I needed anything else um so driving down the freeway like i gave my life to jesus um and just told i don't know what this looks like i don't i know you're real but i don't know how good about this thing um but i know you're real and i need you i i know i need you um this life that i'm living is is not fulfilling everything that i've tried to fulfill my life with whether it be alcohol partying girls spending money that i didn't have like Everything was cool for an hour, five hours, whenever it, whenever it sustained me, and then it left me empty again. And, and, and Christ is the only thing that I have put into my life that has never left me. Um, I might have turned my back on, on Jesus here and there, um, but he was still standing there when I turned back around. And, yeah. and he, not only was he standing there, he was there giving me a hug and, and giving me the grace and mercy that I do not deserve by any means. That's awesome. So did he take away your debt though? Uh he he gave me a freaking awesome job. So ultimately, yeah. Like the it was a long time. It was a process, bro. It wasn't a genie in the lamp. No. It and all. It was a... Yeah, it was a long process. Uh actually my dad helped me out some and um but yeah, it was a long process. I credit cards are are evil if oh, not yeah. very well improper. I think they teach that a little bit better nowadays than they used to. Man, I don't know. My kids think they're great. And I'm like, no, you yeah. don't need those things, bro. <laughs> yeah. No, so, stay away from it. So, so Panic Rev, you start to get into, we've now heard your relationship with Christ. Yeah. How you got there. And that was in the early years as well. Yeah. Right. So then you and your brother are walking out Panic Rev. Um, and that's what been twenty some years. Yeah, we started in two thousand three, and here we are in uh, 
2023. So uh, in in March, April, it'll be uh, 20 years. That's awesome. Some awesome new 20-year uh, anniversary swag coming out. We're, we're, we're working on it. All right. We're working plug, on it. Shameless plug for <laughs> panicrev.com. Dot org. Dot org. You can't get dot com now, though. Okay. It took us 20 years to get dot com, but no big deal. Who would have had that blocked up? Yeah, some dude that thought panicrev.com was worth like $10,000, $15,000. I've been knocking on his door for 18 years and, and saying, hey, dude. Uh, I'll give you a little bit of money, but I don't know about ten, fifteen thousand dollars because God's done a lot through uh, the last eighteen years. We've had dot com for two years, and he's like, "No, man, it's popular." I was like, "Dude, in the last eighteen years, I'm the only guy that's called you." <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, so how about what's your brother doing now? Yeah, so um, five, six years ago, um, my brother. Uh, had some change in life. Uh, he lost passion for the sport um, through many situations, man. Like, I'll go real quick through Panic Rev. Like, we've done a lot. Um, it's been a while. Again, like, we walked through doors, got open. We planted a church. Um, that church went up big, small numbers. Like, my brother felt called to to be a pastor of a church. Um, so we planted a church through, like, this Bible study that we had on Thursday nights. Um, and so it was a bunch of moto kids and then moto families and coming to this church. And, um, God called us away from that for, for a season. And, um, so there's just a lot. Uh, and, uh, so today my brother start, he, he stepped away. He, 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 uh, went, went and took some time to spend with God to figure things out, figure, Hey, is this where you still want me or not? And then, um, he, he felt called to, to, to step away and, uh, kind of hand, hand the reins over to me. And today he, he runs a company called dangerous, but good. Um, uh, his tagline, which I can't take uh, credit for ours, which is faith family moto. Um, his tagline that everybody is using at this point is faith, family, freedom. And, uh, I will go on the book saying that he started that because we started Panagrev. 20 plus years ago and he's like john it was always faith family freedom dude um so uh so yeah dangerous but good which is a apparel line all kinds of cool like stuff um clothing uh patches coffee mugs coffee um a bunch of stuff geared to second amendment amendment people again faith family freedom that share those yeah. those values gosh is it and you're just taking the reins of panic rev yep so yeah, so so here I am. Uh, things have changed as far as the the scope of Panagrev, but at the end of everything is based around those three pillars: is face, family, moto, um, and and it, God is calling us to using those three things um, and, and opening up doors for us. Um, we're gonna do our best to walk through those those, those uh, avenues and. Uh, as I said, man, we, ah, the harder that I try, the less God does. So it's like God opens up a door and let's just walk through them because John sucks, man. Like, <laughs> so, so yeah, just a lot of time on, on our knees and, and seeking God and seeking his will and what he wants out of Panagreb. This is his ministry, not my own, that he has given me the, the, the freedom to, to oversee um, but 
this is God's ministry, and and I'm just humbled that He's given me the voice that He has. Honestly, in 20 years, and God's dogs. That's I mean, praise God. That's awesome. 20 years makes me feel old, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I'm about to catch up on who's older here. We'll, we'll go off air for that one. Uh, what? A, I mean, what's next for Fanacraft? Where, where are we yeah. going next? Yeah, man. Uh, again, there's there's a lot that. So one of the biggest things we do are our camps. We have Camp Rev, um, where we we have three day motocross camps. Um, again, like everybody's like, oh, motocross camps, and I'm like, listen, like the dirt bikes bring the people. Right, the whole mission is to share the gospel and share Jesus with these people, whether it is literally through our chapel or serving these people and being there for these people, and and them just going why, right? And, and then that opens up the door for us to to um, share the gospel with them. Um, that's one of the biggest out, outreaches that we do, and we do camps across the country. Um, right now, we have camps in California, Washington, Texas. Um, Florida, we've before COVID, we were in North South Carolina and looking to expand in the, in different places in the in the Northwest and or it sorry the North uh, East and Central America and um, all those places. But uh, we're gonna go wherever God calls us. Um, and and he, if He opens up a door, then more than likely we're gonna we're gonna walk through that that door. So. Um, yeah, we do all kinds of stuff. We're out here at Supercross, as you mentioned, uh, just loving on riders, loving on on the people that God has brought into our lives. We also have a Monday night men and women's study at this point. Uh, we started probably six or seven years ago with a Monday night Bible study okay. uh, for the racers, really, uh, because they one don't go to church, two like when they go to church, they don't they feel that they don't connect with the people very well. So we started Bible study on Monday nights um, for these guys. And we're going on, like I said, six, seven years of doing that study. And now there's a few wives in the scenario where it's like, well, what about us? And I'm like, man, like, what do you ladies need to step up? And, and so uh, Michael Moseman's uh, wife, Amber has stepped up to the plate and she's hosting a Monday night Bible study for the ladies now, um, which is awesome. Uh, uh, because a lot of girlfriends or wives, it's like, oh man, like I wish we could come, and I'm like, I wish you could come too, but like men need men, so uh, the ladies need the ladies too. So it's really cool to see that. Um, man, there's so much that that we could talk about. Uh, God is just on the move, and I'm just excited to be a part of it. Right. So let's uh, catch a couple more things real quick before we sign off. Uh, one, I, ha- I have to know if the abortion happened or not for your brother. It did. Um, yeah, there, he has a son in heaven, so uh, one day they'll they'll uh, it will will be able he just kid someday. Yep, I truly believe that too. Like I I uh, said, my wife went through that, yeah. and she actually like through this class and different things. She actually knows she had a girl, and and knows her name. Yeah, and, and is excited to meet her in heaven. My brother as well. Like there was a little boy, and they they they. I don't know if they talked about it, but. He had a name picked out. So. Perfect. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. Praise God for that. Yes, sir. Um, the end of these episodes, I usually like to just say, if, if there's one thing you want the listeners to truly grab a hold of, what's what's one word of wisdom from God through you to them that you really want them to take with them? Yeah, my biggest thing, man, and and it's 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 tough because of the 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 society we live in and. 
um, everybody being a believer or Christian, uh, just don't make it religious. Make it personal. Uh, uh, have a personal relationship with Jesus. Um, and if you don't know what that looks like, uh, number one, reach out to one of us yeah. or or somebody that calls themselves a Christian or a follower of Christ. I was just having this conversation. It's like, hey, is that person a Christian? And I was like, I don't know. Like, what does that mean to you? Um, I would like to say yes, but have an authentic relationship with Jesus. Don't this uh, uh, Christianity that, that a lot of um, America want to throw around, like it's, it's so surface level. Uh, challenge God to show up in your life and uh, take a relationship just as I would with my wife, as serious as I do with Jesus. Um, and it will change your life completely. So right. I'll, I'll add to that in the sense that if your relationship with God is, is more serious than your relationship with your wife, your relationship with your wife will be 10,000 times better. Amen. If you put him first, I think of it as a triangle, right? And as two, uh, two people out on the edge, as we get closer to God, as we climb up, we actually come closer together. Okay. So just keep rising to the top of that triangle. Yeah, in 100%, I just, I, I put it the way I did just because I know a lot of people uh, call themselves Christians and they don't walk that walk, uh, but they would never go out on their wife and they treat their wives well. And um, yeah, our relationship with Jesus, once we figure it out, should be way better than our relationship with our wife. Uh, but if we could start that way, like it's a great starting point. No, absolutely. Great starting point to just better things to come. So that's awesome. And man, just glad to have you here. John, thank you for joining us. Uh, for all the listeners, keep on listening. We've got more episodes coming. We're going to be doing this every weekend at Supercross. Uh, see what we come out with. Uh, if you like this episode, like it, share it, send it to somebody who needs to hear it, uh, post it on your social media channels. Make sure you go and follow Panic Rev. Um, and all the great stuff they're doing, panicrev.org, as well as social media profiles and all that fun stuff. Is there anything else you want to add, John? No, man. I just want to let you guys know that you're loved. You're loved yeah. by us. You're loved by the creator. And uh, I, I, I uh, just want to let you guys know that, that you have people that love you, that want to be a part of your life. Um, and if you don't know that, again, reach out to myself, reach out to Nick. Uh, we're we're put here for a reason. So you're listening to this podcast for a reason. So whatever you has, whatever's going on in your life, um, just understand we, we, we probably been there. Yeah. Um, and, and we would love to walk through it with you. Absolutely. How could they get a hold of you? Like an email or something? Sure. They uh, to? Anything on Panicrev, uh, you, you could get a hold of me, but my email is john at panicrev.org. Uh, social media, uh, it, we might look big, but you're looking at a one man shop. So, um, I might have three emails uh, to like make you think you're getting emails from other people, but it's all me. Uh, <laughs> so, um, so yeah, you can hit me up anytime, social media um, or email, and and if you look real hard, you get my phone number. Yeah, awesome, man. We'll close a prayer for the listeners here, and uh, we'll call it a wrap. So, thank you again, John. Uh, Father God, we just we thank you for for bringing us together here, bringing John and in the booth with us at this Supercross Lord, and we. Thank you for all the listeners who have heard this message today, Lord, and just heard the word and the encouragement and the things that you do in people's lives, Lord. We pray for each and every listener, Lord. We pray that they'll share this with somebody that you need it to hear it, Lord, and that you would just comfort them and 
and help them to understand that they're loved and that relationship with you is the key to life. Lord, we just pray for each and every one of them and for us. Continue to guide us in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, listeners, we thank you and we'll catch you next time.